dear Abby, I've been dating my boyfriend for two years. He is 10 years older in his mid forties. He is wonderful, kind, smart, and treats me well. There's only one issue. He's He's in his mid (laughs) forties. He still lives with his ex-girlfriend from 10 years ago. (laughs) I'm sorry. You cannot set it up like that. Whoever wrote this letter. Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kazmier. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. Uh, I'm kick it off, Jaquetta. I am going to kick this right off. I'm going to okay. kick it right into the sun with Musk You, Musk You Really, yeah. in which we report on Elon Musk. He is... I don't know what's going on with him lately. What? I can hardly keep up. He's, is this his time to shine? I don't know. I hope he's not going Howard Hughes so early. Oh, yeah. He's gonna. You he's know? really going to blow it early. And then what, yeah, what will he's gonna he going to be wearing all one color. I think he's going to wear like all green all the time and only want to be places where there's green. You know. Yeah. <laughs> green around <laughs> Something him. that's yeah. hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, so he has, um, he's opening up a school. Want to go? What? <laughs> He's opening up his own school. For what? Uh, so it's it's basically like Elon Musk Academy. So in 2016, he had a company or he <laughs> uh, worked with a company called Ad Astra. Wait a minute. I just got to say, because he's probably yeah. been listening to the podcast. He's, called, he's so. shortening our segment and calling it Musk U. Musk oh. University. Musk U. Musk U. Musk I like U, it. really? Musk U. Good old Musk U. Yeah. <laughs> I want a t-shirt that says Musk University on it. Yeah. Um, so, or I'll just put like, Thrillionaire you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah, so DJ Playboy Thrillionaire Elon Musk yeah. started a school called Ad Astra in 2016, and it educated a small group of children, including his own. So that's like not a small group already, because he has a bunch of kids. Right. And... He also educated some of the children of the SpaceX team for free. Okay. As a trial. So drawing on his own interest, the curriculum had no languages, no <laughs> music or sports. Or art. But, yeah. Um, no, actually, there is art. Oh. This is the weird part. So, stu- But students worked on complex projects, such as building robots, discussing nuclear politics, and planning how to defeat AI. Okay. So it's a very progressive school and it's very specific very specific um so they said that they were going to open up places for other children and 400 families applied and it was they were trying to attract children who were kind motivated and academically serious between the ages of 8 and 14 and they were going to offer them a place at an experimental online school this is the school that he's trying to do now Okay. The school has lessons one day a week only, all online, and it's $7,500. What? Yeah. $7,500 for how long? It seems to be one day a week of online lessons for $7,500. That's it. So I guess the regular, whatever the regular length of school year is. Okay. Uh, but one on one day of online lessons is seventy five hundred dollars. Uh, the principal said that Elon Musk is not involved in the new venture. 
of Ad Astra, but he helped with the initial donation and basic administrative assistance, but he has no financial interest in the school and his kids aren't even in it anymore. So it's a year round thing or it's from September to May. From September to May, I guess. One day a um, week, $7,500. $7,500. So in any case, the curriculum is still based on Musk. So children uh, will be doing studying bioethics, 3D printing, mm-hmm. for example, in the morning. Then maybe in the afternoon, rocketry, law, or virtual reality. And they're going to be doing a lot of collaborative problem solving using games and simulations. All of these things are great and are excellent, innovative ways to educate children, but you have to supplement them with other things. So what do they? we have to do? We have to have the Hey, You Know It school to supplement. So they all go to Muskie on, on um, Mondays. On, on, yeah, on that one day. And then they go, then, like, then they have to do their homework for that. And then on Wednesdays, they go to Hey, You Know It school where they learn art, mm-hmm. music, podcasting, podcasting, the paranormal, wine, <laughs> how to make yes. wine. And we, we, in nature, we focus mainly on bees, bears, and sharks. Right. So we go and to follow an animal around and report on it. So I looked into the school. So to earn a place in the school, you have to write essays about your passions and complete one of the five challenges. Oh God. I looked at the the challenges. One of them was filling a virtual art gallery. So they give you a hundred pieces of art, of mo- contemporary and modern art. Very diverse. Like one of the pictures was the Michelle Obama portrait. Okay. You know, they have like Keith Haring, but also Basquiat. They have Chuck Close. Like, you know, things that are fairly well known. Yeah. Andrew Wyeth. And they have to choose a couple of the paintings for their gallery and explain why they chose those pieces. All right. Well, th- I, that's fantastic. I want to do that. Another challenge is choosing the best astronauts for the first mission to Mars. So this is like HR for SpaceX, I guess. Okay. Or mastering a difficult strategy game. I On the s- website. I'd be like, send everybody to Mars. I don't care. <laughs> Next. <laughs> send everyone. And I went to the website and there's a video mm-hmm. of, um, they set up a situation where there's a lake. And on one side of the lake, there's a factory. The factory is polluting the lake. But the factory also provides jobs for the people who live in the lake okay. area. All right. And they predict that in 10 years, the lake will be dead. So the company, people become concerned about it. The company hires a group of scientists to say that the lake is going to be fine. The mm-hmm. media starts reporting on it. The politicians get involved. Uh, the citizens are confused, but they can't figure out what's the true information because they're getting stuff from the government, from scientists, from the company, from the company that's doing the polluting. And the end of the little video, the lake is dead. And the question is, whose fault was it? <laughs> so that they're asked. I mean, it's really a that's really complex point. problem. <laughs> they're asking whose fault it is when the lake is dead yeah. and the com- and there's a company that's polluting it. Yeah, but keep in mind they set up the scenario so that their politicians are involved. Um, so the government mm-hmm. citizens are involved. The scientists are involved who put out the bad information. The, you know, like who's in the end, the people voted to protect the company. Oh, wow. So it's a, it's a situation that, you know, we're seeing nowadays, but it just was interesting to see it presented. And it's an acute little video too. You don't know the lake's going to die. You're being told this by like a cute little furry animal. Oh, really? Oh, and God. you think the lake is going to make it. At the end, it's like they show the lake. It's like blood red and black. Oh. The people are sad and angry. And it's like, whose fault is it? And so they found that most people protected the company. 
and then well, went after. the children the children have to decide as a part of the application who was at fault. And so then, these are the kind of tasks that you have to do to get into the school. Interesting. That's um, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like well, I'm not gonna. I, I'd like to go through it myself, and then send it you me. definitely go to the website. Um, it's Ad Astra. Mm-hmm. Ad Astra, and you'll you'll see the application there. You'll see the little video. I think it's fascinating that people are actually willing to take a risk on their children's education in this way. It kind of uh, shows you what how how people feel about education and what they're being offered. Yeah, or say so. and saying, hey, this is the education that we need to know for the future that we're that we're in now. This is yeah. It's it's not something that we're we can sit back and um, kind of say this is going to happen in the future. The future is here, Jaquetta. Yeah, future is already here. So the the problem solving, um, discussing politics, making plans, you know, thinking about AI. These are things that I think definitely should be in curriculum for children nowadays. But I I fear that it's only going to be for the elites. Yeah. Right. So everyone else, the elites are going to be discussing nuclear politics, building robots and figuring out how to defeat AI or even understanding, you know, conceptualizing the kind of things that AI can do. Whereas in the regular public school, they're just going to be like, here's how you sit at a desk all day for eight hours. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, know, this is yeah, it's something that we've been training for our whole lives, sitting at desks. mm -hmm. Yep. Now we realize. Yep. I don't know what happens with it. Yeah. So we'll see. This is Elon, Elon, Elon Musk school. I like it if it were called Musk university, I think that'd be better. But also I think he should make it available to more people. Yeah. $7,500. That's not, you know, it's not, it's not really a good price. No, no. But for no, him, no. he probably doesn't know that that's not a good price. No, he probably thinks that's, He'd be like, that's a bargain. I wish I could get someone to watch my kids for less than 10 grand a day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> One day a week for the whole year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Except for and the babysitter is not doing anything with them. Yeah. God, interesting. Well, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Well, you know, if I I have something here. Um, so twenty twenty keeps keeps on going. We can't stop it. No, know? we sure can't. Yeah. So now they found a rare case of a brain destroying brain destroying amoeba has been confirmed in Florida. Of course, Florida, right? Mm. Yes. So um, the health <laughs> department just recently announced the case of Nagleria fowleri, a microscopic single-celled amoeba that can infect and destroy the brain, and it's usually fatal. It sounds like a very wealthy British person. <laughs> yeah. Not what it does. I the know. Name. The name, okay. Yeah, but since 1962, there's only been 37 reported cases of this amoeba in Florida, and one was found just recently, but the Department of Health... Where? Had- in Hillsborough County. No, I mean, like, where in Hillsborough County? They were not saying. They won't give any In the water? They, like... they said, they did not say where it was found, but they're, like, or they're just keeping that to themselves. But they're saying it's typically found in warm, freshwater lakes, rivers, and ponds. And they caution people who swim in those freshwater sources to be aware of the amoeba and its possible presence when the water is warm. How? They should just know, like, be like, it could be in here. Um, and then, well, I don't, I don't swim in warm water. 
Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, naturally, I've been to lakes before, and if they're warm or pond, I don't get in. Yeah. It said, adverse health effects on humans can be prevented by avoiding nasal contact with the waters, since the amoeba enters through nasal passages. Right. More on that in a minute, but yeah. they say <laughs> the Department of Health recommends people avoid bodies of warm fresh water around power plants and shallow, shallow fresh water during periods of high water temperature. That, and they should pinch their nose when playing in warm French fresh water. So no, pinch, don't go in. That's not really like a, 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 a seal on my nose. Me closing it that way doesn't feel like it's actually free from that. And, and how playful can you get when you're pinching your nose? Come on, everybody. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you can't swim. You just swim one hand. Like I'm a decent swimmer, but I draw the line. Yeah. And not being able to use one hand while swimming. Yeah. And they say that you should, if that you could possibly be exposed to the amoeba through a neti pot when rinsing congested sinuses. With pond water. Well, or with any, yeah, because if it's in the water, not with pond water, but with any water that if, because you should only, because they're saying, you know, they're not really telling us where this is, but they're not, not telling us where it is. So they say, if you're using your neti pot, use only boiled or cooled, distilled or sterile water. Um, what were other people using? Some people use tap water. I thought it was supposed to be a solution when you use a neti pot. And then the neti pot, there is a saline solution. You put in the saline yourself, but you should be yeah. using distilled water and not tap water. Yeah, for sure. And you know, you have no idea what's in the tap water. Apparently, this amoeba's all up in there. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, I had a big reaction. This is before before the pandemic. Somebody was we were talking about neti pots, and she's like, my. This person says, oh, you know, I just fill it up with the tap water and I, no, I scream, no. <laughs> and she's like, okay, mom. <laughs> You're know. like, no, this amoeba in Florida. <laughs> yeah. In like Thompson County or whatever, yeah. at large. Yeah. So I'm just saying, hey, everybody. Um, your I don't, neti pot can kill. And also pinch your nose when playing in warm, fresh water. <laughs> The oddest PSA ever. You know, it's so, it's crazy. Is it like the nose is, is like the, the featured thing for like 2020, you know, cover your nose and mouth. COVID is going to get in. The amoeba is going to get in. Now what else, you know, yeah. it used to just be flies if you had your mouth open for too long. Yeah. So anyway, watch out. Yeah. Watch out. <laughs> you neti pot users. Yeah. And warm, fresh water, playful swimmers, I guess. So I found this, we've been reporting on, uh, this is Robot News, Robot News where we report on the robot apocalypse, and or the AI apocalypse. Yeah, hi overlords. Uh, yes, we're here. So this is, Hollywood is banking that a robot named Erica can be the next movie star. What? Yeah, so this robot, what we have here, we have a picture of two guys who look like skeevy Hollywood producers. Okay. Like black button down shirts they're inside it's a photo shoot and they're wearing sunglasses yeah all right oh, and then the the robot is sitting next to them oh and it looks like i think it's meant to be an asian woman no oh. but i've had so many asian friends and not a single one of them has ever looked like any of these robots well you know what i mean like the skin isn't right the the facial features don't look right it doesn't look like any Asian woman anyone's ever met. But it's supposed to be. And if they're trying to make this into a performer, it's not like there's a ton of Asian performers in Hollywood. That they're basing it on. So yeah. they have this this woman. Um, it says here, 
she can't get sick or be late. Her hair and makeup needs are minimal. Her name is Erica, and Hollywood is hoping that a sophisticated robot can be its next star. The synthetic actor has been cast in B, that's a small B, a $70 million science fiction movie produced by Sam Cose, described as James Bond meets Mission Impossible with heart. All right. Why is it $70 million? I don't know. What are I they, don't know what this B is... means because B means a lot of things and none of them are really that great. <laughs> I got to just you know? break this down for you. Like when we're talking about the budgets for movies, um, it's, it's like you have to look at all the, all the elements that go into making a movie. You know, you pay the actors. You're not paying this robot, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the sets like? You're probably going to have to digitize those. You're probably digitizing the whole thing, so you're just paying a bunch of nerds, really, to make your movie. Yeah. Well, they don't even have that going on yet because they haven't been able to find any live actors, human actors, to work with this thing. Yeah. I mean, surprise, surprise, Hollywood actors are not lining up to work with what they think might be a replacement. Right. And, you know, and it's also creepy. Like, you can make, if that is the kind of thing that they want to do, you can make it look like anybody and make mm-hmm. them do anything. Except that all of these robots, to me, just look like sex dolls. Yeah. <laughs> because do. they, that's what I mean, like, it doesn't look like any real woman. It's an idealized version of what certain men want to see on a woman, but those features don't occur naturally together. Right. And then just how the article opened, saying, hey, she can't be late, she can't get sick. and you know, Yeah, was that a problem? Good. It's like, so does everybody. Everybody has to, like, everybody gets sick or is late from time to time. Why is this such a, we'll fire that actress, you know? But I mean, actors in in general excel at not being late. Yeah. At not being sick. Yeah. At getting to the set on time. Yes, you're right. Because they want to, they want their reputation to be that of someone who is easy to work with. Right. You know? Um, so the story is about scientists who create an AI robot named Erica, who quickly realized the danger of this top secret program, uh, which is trying to perfect a human through a non-human form. So they ask, who is, who is Erica and how does she come to be in the film? Um, the producers uh, are working with two professors, right? So these are all guys. Yeah. They and they took on the task of training Erica to act. Why didn't they bring in some actors? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, why do they have to have this? Yeah, so we wanted to create a story and we wanted to do it in a revolutionary way. A robot doesn't have life experiences, so they created a persona about those experiences and we taught her how to act. This is something that a writer does and then an actor comes along and realizes it. Yeah, that's um, that's their jobs. So. That's that's the acting part. Yeah. Uh, it says, we found her to be the most capable of performing as an actor. She has the ability for natural interactions with people by integrating various technologies such as voice recognition, human tracking, and natural motion generator. She's almost human. No. No, um, not even visually, close. Visually, her human-like appearance made her the best known candidate to play this character in the movie. So they're coming on like they went through lots of these sex dolls to find just the right one that could capture the role. (laughs) They had to try them all out. Yeah, they had to give them a good workout. Uh, And they've dressed her so poorly too. She's wearing a really 
unflattering white cardigan mm. and a weird floral dress that's like to the ground. Oh. It doesn't make sense. Um, and her wig is, is nappy in any case. So they, and then they say this, we are artists and we are artists of color what? who are able to do something with our art. We want to have a very diverse cast and as diverse as a diverse filmmaking group, I think this is essential. So far I see here just a bunch of guys. And I don't how, know what, where's what, the diversity what color they are. I don't know what color they say they are. Maybe, I don't know. You can't tell, but it's just, yeah, it's a bunch of guys and a bunch of scientists. Um, and the the model, the robot, looks like a white woman. So where again the diversity? We don't know where that comes in. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so they went through several rewrites, and then they named some other guys who worked on it. Mm-hmm. It's a really beautiful story because at the heart, Erica's father, the robot's father, I guess the yeah. creator, spent his life developing her, wants her to serve humanity, and change the way people look at AI and robots. Oh. The robot is twenty is a twenty three year old. Of course, they're of not going to make like a forty three year old robot to like <laughs> star in a movie because <laughs> so nothing has changed. And in, in, in about six years, when this thing is twenty nine, she's going to be out there begging on the. She's going to be you know, I'll toast your bread. She's not going to care anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll, I'll format a hard drive. Just please. Yeah, right. You know, give me so she's gonna be lying. No, I'm 28. It's like no, it's it says right here, 29. <laughs> yeah, at 29, it just turns off. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Like they're like, we gotta make a robot who can really carry this movie, and it's a 23 year old. It's a 23 year old. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I mean they're calling it her father. I I haven't seen any instances yet in which female roboticists are calling their creations their children. Or saying that they're the mother no, of their creation. No. Um, so I find that a little bit problematic. So they had when they started the project in twenty eighteen, they had it they were working with a director that didn't want a robot in the movie. <laughs> what kind of production is this? Oh my god. That's the linchpin of the of the That's production. The I guess it's like it's the kind of thing these are guys who want to make people do force people to do things they don't want to do. And that's what they like to do, right? So they get yeah. a director who doesn't want to work with a, a robot, a robot who is not even, doesn't even know what's going on, you know? Yeah, obviously. And then they're like, we're, this is a diverse group. They're, they're, nobody's diverse. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, forcing everybody into these roles that uh, just make, I don't know. They're, they need, they need help. So it says we we went off and started researching. So it seems like that they purchased this robot, mm-hmm. like off the shelf or whatever. So they start working with the director. The director, I guess, shows up on set and is like, "Where are the actors? Like, what's this?" <laughs> what's you know, he, he's out. So they said we went off and started researching, and we found Erica's creator. We started training her, and she's been performing flawlessly. Well, because it's a robot, she's probably the closest AI ever made to be an artist. We basically started training her, and she performs flawlessly and very well. We don't want to replace actors with AI, but it's an interesting opportunity for entertainment industry to look at AI and robots in Hollywood. I don't know. Don't we have, like, CG, right? Yeah. That's all you need. That takes care of it. You don't need iRobot. Tons of robots in that movie. Not a single robot in that movie. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? I know what you mean. <laughs> right? Yeah. Jurassic Park. How many of those dinosaurs were real? <laughs> you know, there were some animatronics and sure. some, yeah. you know, yeah. some of the hands, sometimes in the faces and close-ups and things, they use models. Right. But, but the rest were all generated We've by... come so far. That entire movie where Sandra, uh, where George Clooney floated away from Sandra Bullock or whatever. Yeah. That looked amazing. They didn't go even six feet off the ground, probably. Yeah. <laughs> to film that. I feel like we have this covered with CG. Oh, remember that? God, remember George Clooney and everything? God, not to get... Who? Not, <laughs> not, I digress a little bit, but God, you know, that's like... Well, he married that woman and started some businesses. Like, he saw the writing on the wall. Yeah. And he's, like, you getting know. into, yeah, other things. He doesn't want to end up, like, uh, Peter Cushing and Donald Sutherland, like, playing weird, weird stuff. Like, weird old guy roles that are... Kelsey like, Grammer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Money plane. That kind of thing. Right. Uh, so, they say, we don't want to replace the actors, but by creating her, we've learned she's fully capable of communicating with other, with people and interacting, which is what she's made to do so i don't know what the shock was but what does it mean we've created this algorithm to digitally preserve people so that's the the end game to digitally preserve people okay yes and to that end i would like to add i read some disturbing news this week that james dean has a new movie coming out no they have reconstituted him from old footage. I was gonna. Somehow. I thought you meant that, that they exhumed the body and added <laughs> no. some caffeine and caffeinated water or something, and there you go. Like a powdered, powdered Dean. <laughs> powdered Dean. The simmer. Yeah. So no, they they they're using the little bit of footage because you know he didn't make a lot of films. What was so it? So they're using the footage. Yeah, and they're using his old well, they, his likenesses, his acting, and they. I guess then they're gonna put an actor in a you know, one of those suits, like a motion capture suit or something. Yeah. And they're going to, and they're going to CG it into having a new James Dean. Just pay actors, people. Are you kidding me? Stop being so cheap. There's so many actors out there. There's nothing so great about him anyway. I don't understand why. He's free. Oh, at this point. And he has, (laughs) oh yeah. And he's got like a, uh, like a, he's good looking. He's got a recognition, a name of recognition behind him. So they're like, Oh, yeah, when did he he died before we were born? Yeah. Um, but people still they are aware of who he is. And I guess he wasn't around long enough to to have the rights to himself. Oh, he wasn't long enough. He wasn't or around long enough to, to have the rights to himself. Or like to have done something terrible. Yeah. For us to like be like he can't watch his movies anymore cuz he's like a child molester or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't know if the, the guy did horrible things, but yeah, we we, we don't know. We That's never will. Thing. Yeah. So these two stories together for me are troubling only because we don't lack actors. Yeah. And there's, <laughs> there's so many people who want to do this kind of work and now you want to create. Mm-hmm. It's not like, like keep the robots for like, the jobs For that nobody that, wants to do. like Yeah, cleaning. the jobs that are dangerous or yeah. that no one wants to do them. Um, they're monotonous, hazardous, whatever. Yeah, we need the robots but, to open up the jars of pickles. Yes. Um, we need robots to reach things that are high up. Yeah. Right? But I don't think that we need robots to be in films when we have CG. Ooh, and what about all those actors who make good money acting as robots? Yeah, it- <laughs> 
I mean, you've seen these movies. And you're watching movies to see human people, human beings to do things. Act. Yeah. Yeah. Not seeing robots try to act like people. Really, no one, if you, if you want to see inanimate objects uh, moving, then animation. Yeah. But, Go watch, like, Beauty but, and the Beast again. Yeah. That cartoon going. With a, I don't know. It's just so bizarre to me. It is bizarre. So right yeah. now, the the move, keep an eye out for the seventy million dollar epic called B. Yeah. Well, they're lying. They're pocketing like that money. There's nothing is. No movies should cost seventy million dollars at this point. Um, that was the whole thing with that that blockbuster Waterworld. Oh yeah, I I remember I saw Waterworld in the movie theater. And I was dating a guy at the time, and I guess I fell asleep, and I just remember being pinched, and I woke up with a start. That's how good the movie <laughs> <Yeah>. was. <laughs> but that- and I, I said to the guy, I was like, why the hell did you pinch me? He was like, you were out. You know? <laughs> like, I didn't think you wanted to miss it. Good, good reason. I mean, that movie was notorious for being so over budget, and it was like every week there was something coming out about how the budget was expanding to make this amazing movie, Waterworld, and uh, you know, no, money like the the amount of money they were spending on it—it's never been—it's unprecedented. Nobody's done this before, and it's the idea that was just all BS because they did not need that amount of money for it. And nobody spent it; it was just marketing. Well, yeah, it didn't even have a set. Yeah, it didn't have a set, and it was just water and a couple of rafts, and that's it. And Kevin Costner and a hairpiece, right? So it <laughs> the little white girl with dreadlocks, right? And so it doesn't. <laughs> did not cost that amount of money and well this movie these guys are going to spend every cent of that 70 million whether they need it or not yeah i'm i guarantee and this was in this was in variety so i'm sure a lot of people are getting a good chuckle off of this one yeah um it, it seems like to me too that people are cheaper than robots yeah you know oh yeah they are more expendable than a robot at this time. I mean, they've spent two years just trying to get this robot to act. <laughs> people lining up to act. Anyway. Yeah. People lining up to act. All right. What do you have? I have something that your husband sent. Okay. Okay. So this is, <laughs> this is so, oh gosh, my heart was, my little heart, my heart broke for these kids. Three young brothers let Black Widow spite them in hopes of turning into Spider-Man. Oh, no. Yeah. So if you see a Black Widow, most of us would run in the opposite direction, but not three young Bolivian brothers who had high hopes of becoming a superhero. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I never thought about something like that. Yeah. I mean, we don't have, and there's a Black Widow spider. Yeah. Yeah. We supposedly have those in Maryland. I've never seen one before, but we were always taught to stay away from them. Yeah. You don't want them. You, I, I don't think you don't want to get close enough to a, for a spider to bite you. Well, and you no. don't intentionally do this, but these boys age 12, 10 and eight found the spider while herding goats. Um, and they said that thinking it would give them superhero powers. They prodded it with a stick until it beat, bit each of them in turn. Okay. <sighs> The boy's mom found them crying, so she rushed the siblings to a nearby health center, which transferred them to a nearby hospital. Uh, and according to the report, they were again transferred the following day to a children's hospital with fevers, tremors, and muscle pain. Oh. They were successfully treated and discharged a week after they were bitten. But 
you know, what are the, what do you, what can you learn from this? It says that for children, everything is real. Movies are real, even though yes. they're an illusion. And you've got to, parents have got to, you know, to talk about this with kids. Um, and, but how dangerous are black widow spiders? And it says they are one of the most feared spiders in the world. The most venomous in North America with venom 15 times stronger than a rattlesnake. Wow. And the, while their bites are usually not fatal, children are amongst those most at risk as along with the elderly and infirm. Um, they, it says they are not aggressive and they bite only in self-defense, including, I guess it seems when prodded by these kids. <laughs> well, like when repeatedly prodded. Yeah. So those, they were really working the spider to bite them. And I'm just like, you know, Ugh. these poor kids, they're out there hurting their goats or sheep or whatever. I'm putting this on the, the adults around them. Yeah. You gotta like want two things. One, either you're not talking to your kids about what's real and what's not. Yeah. Two, you should know that your kids are that flighty. Yeah. <laughs> you should know. And that kids, like, even the, even smart kids, they do dumb things sometimes. And sure. You just like, come on. That's really dumb though. Yeah. That to me is like someone has not explained to them, you know, that the things that you see in a cartoon are real. But, I, you know, now that I think back, I had a cousin who definitely did try to Superman off of something. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And just landed flat on his face on the pavement. Yeah. Now, luckily, he was he was already messed up before that. Like, he, you know, he was oh. one of these kids. He was just not, you know what I mean? Like, he was always falling off stuff. Yeah. So it wasn't like a huge shock for him to injure himself. Yeah. But still, I remember the rest of us being like, dude, that's not going to work. All right, go yeah. ahead. Let's see. So yeah, I guess, especially nowadays when things look extremely realistic. Yeah. And I mean, but this Spider-Man story has been around for a long time. And <laughs> yeah, it is kind of old. <laughs> and, uh, and I guess it's like, you know, what is that idea that they want to be special? They want to be, Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, if you're out there just hurting animals all day, you're like, I you need to tell need... them. I thought that died with the seventies. I, I hope people are telling their kids nowadays that they're not special at all. No, but um, they, I, yeah, but that's the thing. They want to be. They're not going to be special. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. But I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you just are who you are, Jorge. Yeah. Just deal with it. But some now people, you're the kid who got bitten by a spider. That's some that's people it. take that 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 kind of you know that fantasy that comic book culture you know to heart, and they really think that yeah. this kind of stuff can happen. And uh, it really, I remember kids really when WWE was popular. I had some friends when I was a child who were like, "It's real," and I was like, "Seriously, Doodles, it's not." <laughs> <laughs> like. It's just not real. It's just, oh God. No, dude, the Iron Sheik. It's like, nope. I knew of this, <laughs> somebody I knew, this was years ago. She was in her own home and in the basement and there's a steel pole in the basement and she had her hands on it and it was during a storm and something, mm-hmm. uh, there was a lightning strike and some of the electricity went down that pole and she got a shock. Does she wear a cape now? Yeah, well- <laughs> Yeah, she was like, oh, my God, you know, I got this shock. And it was like from a lightning strike. And, you know, I was in the basement. Well, another guy who heard the story or mutual friend got pissed and so jealous. Like, I wish it were me thinking like it would give him superpowers. (laughs) This is why. Was this on social media? 
No, this is real okay. life. This is, these are flesh and blood people that I knew. No, I mean, like, this, did someone say this on social no, media? No, no. Okay. No, no, they did not, unfortunately. Ooh, but good. it was like, oh, you know, it's like, it, the, there was such jealousy. Like, maybe if that were me, I would, it would have triggered something in me and I would have become a superhero. Like, it would have given me a power. It. Yeah, because but it she, was. She just wasted it. Yeah. Because it was her. All she got was like big hair for two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I would have I would have made the most of this. Yeah. Frederick Smith. You would know the name of Frederick Smith right now. Right now. If, only, if only I had my hands on that pole. If only I were the lucky <laughs> one. To... Nothing good ever happens to Frederick Smith. <laughs> wow. That's very much. But thank you, Greg, for sending this along. I uh, yeah. really appreciate it. That's I feel good. bad for those kids. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They just wanted to be different, right? To have something going on. Yeah. But what? If, and that's why they need education and hobbies. Yeah. You need arts. Education need, and hobbies. Like and I guess for these kids, supervision. <laughs> <laughs> like a little bit of supervision. That would help. Okay. What do you got? So I have here some Boston Dynamics news from Dynamic Boston, Boston Dynamics. Their $75,000 robot spot. Mm-hmm. Is for sale. What? $75,000. For me, that's just enough money for every asshole out there to get their hands on one. Yeah, right. right. And I feel like the price needs to be a lot higher. $75,000 is a mistake that a lot of people can make. Like a lot of dudes could probably get that much credit together on a credit card. Oh, right. And they can get a, a, a spot mini. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. So it's a four-legged robot that can walk up to three miles per hour. It's not very fast. No. It can climb terrain, avoid obstacles, see 360 degrees, and perform a number of program tasks. And you can buy it, me, you, anyone can buy it, for $74,500. So what are they saying that people can use it for? Like if it's, it's out for the general, to the general public um, now? Well, they say that early adopters have used it to monitor remote environments, like inside of a mine offshore oil rigs and or to capture footage in places where humans can't go okay. for example chernobyl all right all right that's good but who like who's running around <laughs> chernobyl that shouldn't a lot of filmmakers oh, apparently okay. <laughs> um oh but also you know i guess you could put like a geiger counter on it i don't know uh, at a theme park in singapore they per- use it to patrol the grounds and maintain Oh, I encourage people to maintain social distance. I'll be damned if a robot dog is going to walk up to me and tell me to move along. I'm not going to that place anymore. You know, I was just thinking, what if we sent our Frederick Smith, who got jealous with the lightning strike, <laughs> into Chernobyl? Strap him on. Stra- yeah, instead of the spot mini. There you go. That's a spot mini, yeah. He could go three miles per hour, and then by the end of a couple hours, he should be a superhero. Right. <laughs> His origin story will have kicked off. Yeah. In a, a, com- a company in Quebec, use spot to document progress on a 500,000 square foot building. So spot took photos of the site each week and it saved the company like 20 hours of work. Okay. Okay. That's 20 that's- hours with somebody's job, but I get it. You yeah. Know. Like for the dangerous stuff, you know, spot yeah. can go in there, but if you have one just so it can come out to your pig roast and like, <laughs> it's going to bring the pig. What are you talking yeah, about? Right. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Or twirl the, the spit for the pig or. I mean, I would, could I, I would have my spot outfitted to look like a, have like a chaise lounge on top. I'm going to dress like Cleopatra and at three miles per hour, I'm going to parade <laughs> through the street. Yeah, right. 
Like on a litter, right? There you go. See, that's That's perfect. what I'm going to do. All right. That's what your birthday is coming up. Yeah. Yes. Get, what's get, coming up? What's going to arrive at I'm going to parade. Yeah. I'm going to parade. Um, they also are, people are trying to use it remotely. So you get the basic spot. And then you can adjust it how you would like once you have it. Okay. Right. So you could teach it to do certain things, um, to, to, to go around a certain route, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the next mo- most, uh, the next robot up from that costs like a quarter of a million dollars. Okay. Right. So this is, you know, at $75,000, it's a pretty good deal. Um, they're thinking that people will use it to do data capture, to go places and take pictures of things. Um, because it's it's not very, I mean, it's three miles an hour, right? Yeah. So you're not going to cover a lot of terrain. Although the first thing I think people are going to do is try to figure out how to make this thing double team. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> like it's got to, like, it's got to move three miles per hour. Like, you can't even hunt a man. Yeah, you can't. Oh, yeah, you can't even do that. Right. You can't do anything like that. Um, so they designed Spot to be easy to use. Early adopters have customized how they deploy, deploy it. Sorry. Early adopters have customized how they deploy it by leveraging the robot's mounting rails, payload ports, and software development kits. So it's kind of a starter. Okay. Right? You can you can fit it out however you want. A lot of people had never worked with a mobile robot, um, but they were able to use common web app programming to enable their application. So it's something that you can program easily yourself. And it says, by the thought of business employing autonomous robots may give some people pause, me. Yeah. <laughs> but under Boston Dynamics terms and conditions, companies must agree that they will be using the robot for beneficial uses. Okay. If you want one, you got to give them $1,000 down. And in six to eight weeks, they will deliver it to you. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. There you so go. This is, this is the so moment they have to that... need six to eight weeks to build it or to ship it? I don't know. I mean, I look, maybe they, it starts walking. When you put down your deposit, <laughs> it gets to you in six to eight weeks. <laughs> yes, it gets to you eventually. <laughs> I mean, we're in the, here. We are. We're like what two hundred miles from Boston, yeah. so three miles an hour. All right, then that's that's get, probably it. You know, get going. But yeah, this is this is the moment. This is putting robots in people's places of business or homes. It starts now, people. Just letting you know. Oh, boy. Here. Until we get to the Terminator, but this is it. We could we could buy one of these. We don't need to have a license. We don't need to tell people where we're gonna put it or what we're gonna do with it. You know. Yeah. And seventy five thousand dollars. That's all you need. Yeah. You know, what? I'm. We should put a loudspeaker on it and just blast, "Hey, you know it, three miles per hour." <laughs> Send it through the streets of New York, right? <laughs> the streets. Yeah. Why not? Well, why not? Why not? People might be into it. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, that. it's weird. It's like this podcast robot. Yeah, right. That's, that's the, what it does. That's the new <laughs> delivery system for podcasts. That's the, the payload, right? Yeah. Put it on the robot and let it go. Yeah. What do you have? Um, I have advice on advice. Awesome. Advice on advice is a segment where you find advice on the internet that stands. And it's unqualified. And we improve upon it by giving our advice on the advice. So advice on advice. Who is it today? Today. Oh, it's classic Dear Abby. Classic Abby. Abigail Van Buren. Yeah. Yep. So th- uh, this one is... They don't make them like that anymore. No. She knows She knows her stuff. All yeah. right. Dear Abby, I've been dating my boyfriend for two years. He's 10 years... Congrats. 
He is 10 years older in his mid forties. Uh-huh. He is wonderful, kind, smart, and treats me well. There's only one issue. He's, st- He's in his mid forties. <laughs> he still lives with his ex-girlfriend from 10 years ago. <laughs> I'm sorry. You cannot set it up like that. Whoever wrote this yeah. letter. That's just one small yeah. problem. Yeah. So, just that something little that's just been just a little know. something here. She and she yeah. and I do not get along. She infringes on my time with him, has him run her errands, drive her around at set. Because he's still with yeah. her. When I yeah, right. When I went in his their house, um, he also ends calls with me at night to talk to her, and he his texts abruptly stop. Later, I'll find out she was in his bedroom talking, venting to him about her current boyfriend or some other subject. She recently put an offer to buy a house that was accepted. After she moves out of the house they are renting, he plans to remain there and he would like me to move in with him. Here's the catch. He says he will be going over to her new house to mow the lawn, rake leaves, take care of her car, etc. He says he runs these errands for her because she pays him. I told him how much it bothers me. I feel he is placing her above me. Am I crazy for being upset over this? Well, no, that's not why you're quote unquote crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> so this is an interesting one. I don't know how Abby's going to respond to this, but I'm going to go ahead and say that. Do you realize that you're the other woman? Yeah. In this relationship? And that she is okay with it to an extent or not really, but is allowing it? I mean, first of all, let's give props to the other, to the, the, the ex-girlfriend. Yeah. For making that situation work. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, she's got this guy living with her, doing things for her. She's going to move out. They're not going to be together, but she's still going to retain some of the benefits. And I guess whoever she's going to next is going to be like, wait, so your, your ex wants to come over here and do yard work. Yeah. Whatever, dude. Yeah. That's that's like (laughs) fine. Far be it for me to let another man debase himself. Yeah. Why? You know? While taking care of my lawn. It's crazy. It's like the Sunset Boulevard <laughs> relationship with, uh, yeah. with her and, uh, and Max. I've never understood this kind of stuff. My relationships have always been very, you know, I'm dating one person and that's it. There's never been a lot of intrigue. Yeah. It has never gotten Roman Polanski film yeah. style. <laughs> right. you know? Like it's never gotten to the point where you feel like, oh, I need to just I turn this off and take a shower. Yeah. Um, um Wow. Yeah, I, it's I I feel like this guy could probably make money elsewhere. He doesn't need to be doing this. He's not doing it for the money. He's doing it. I think the money is the excuse. Yeah. But he he maybe he's the kind of person that likes to be like maybe he's a really um a, a submissive kind of person. Oh yeah, so he's got that trait where he's, he's he he might enjoy yeah, it. He likes being yeah that. yeah, and there is maybe no sex. But there yeah, is this, but there's still the domination yeah, that he enjoys that and being, but also the, and we, we always bring this up. The, the relationship has been going on for this long while he's been still catering to his ex. He's not going to understand why this new girlfriend has a problem now. Yeah. Right. He's been living with that woman the whole time and they've been dating while this is going on. And so why is this? What's the problem? Um, we're not going to be living together. Now, this is clearly, it's better, yeah, right? So we're not together. I'm, and it's and you're, We're not together. I'm just, you know, mowing her yeah. lawn. Uh, okay. 
Do you ready mm-hmm. to hear? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Abby says, you're not crazy. Unless your boyfriend is hard up for money, it appears there may be more to his relationship with his ex-girlfriend than he has revealed to you. Dang. If he was disconnected from her emotionally and possibly sexually, he wouldn't cut your conversation short or hide the fact that he is texting you. Unless mm-hmm. he rearranges his priority- priorities, you should not only you should only not move in with him. You should find a boyfriend with whom you're number one. Unless you're okay with that. Unless you can make that work. Like maybe you could go out there and get a second dude. Yeah. Right. And have your second dude <laughs> come over. Do whatever the first dude isn't doing. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> so while you're the, this dude is over at the other one's place mowing her lawn, then your dude can come over mm-hmm. and clean. Yeah. Or mow your yeah. lawn. As it were. <laughs> I, I really feel like, so I was watching, I'm a huge Mad About You yeah. fan. I love this sitcom. Yeah. I know, it's odd. I'm a straight person. It was person. a great sitcom. Surprise. It was a great show. It I was, but it's like, yeah. I mean, you've known me for a long time. It's one of my favorite shows. I don't talk yeah, about it. you don't. <laughs> no, what, you know, what am I going to say? It just makes people look at me askew yeah. or askance or whatever. Um, but I was watching some of the, the episodes and one of the jokes is that there, they have, there are a lot of annoying people in their lives, but they deal with those people. Yeah. They take on whatever neuroses those people have and they just kind of overlook it no matter how annoying it is. But I feel like that was a nineties, two thousands kind of thing. Now in 2020, people are not putting up with those quirks. Like, right. Okay. So like, in the same way. So this this woman is asking now, is this, you know, like, is this okay? I feel like in 2020, no. So you would, so you're saying if this was a Mad About You episode, this was, it's like, this would totally be them, like, dealing with it? Yeah, they would deal with it. Yeah, but way. now. If, in order to keep people in their lives. Yeah. Because that's the price that you pay. Right, right? for this kind of thing, but. For this okay. kind of thing. But now it's like, no. <laughs> like, get out of there. Like, book it. And that's, I feel like, over the 10 years of us doing advice on advice, I feel like more of the advice is like, book it. Yeah. You shouldn't put up with this. You're better than that. And mm-hmm. you deserve more. And you should be number one. Yeah. But yes, yep. guess what? Relationships are weird. And people are yes. weird. And you're going to do yep. all these weird things and then you're going to feel bad about it. But actually it's like, mm-hmm. you know what? No, this is what human beings do. <laughs> we're yeah, we're that's weird. What happens. <laughs> yeah. People are, and that's what, that's mad about you. Kind of the theme is that like, what you got to, you think you're going to find someone who's not annoying, who's not strange, who doesn't have habits that you can't put up with. Like you pick and choose. Yes. So yeah. I mean, I think that she should definitely get out of the relationship but she's been in this relationship for two years and i don't think like what's the big change now yeah you know it's funny like years ago (laughs) years ago when it was the 90s and i I started dating a guy who lived with this his roommate was a woman no big deal Mm -hmm. but the way he talked about her and the way that he looked at her, I was like, oh, he likes her. If there's not something going on, he definitely is like emotionally linked, attached to her. And I was just like, oh, this is never going to work for me because he's already got this going on. Nope. No more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like in the, even earlier, it would have, someone would have been like, oh, I would have fought for that for my man. But now it's like, no, forget it. (laughs) Yeah. 
So I think we're becoming, um, not that it's good or bad, but yeah, I wonder for this relationship, like you were with this guy for two years, you knew about this ex-girlfriend. They were, they've been living together the whole time. What exactly happened that's different? Presumably he was mowing her lawn this whole time, taking care of things. If he was getting money from her, fine, whatever. So now the girlfriend's moving out. Did you think that was going to be the end of the relationship between him and his ex? Yeah. What can, yeah, it's, uh, you know, like what's, and what about the, like, does she know this ex is the ex the kind of person who's like, look, he's doing stuff for free. I'm not interested in him. If he's interested in me, that's his problem. So she's going to feed him whatever it is that he needs emotionally from this exchange because she's getting stuff done and he's probably not even really charging her. Like it's probably like half price. Maybe he was a. Uh, maybe he was a terrible boyfriend mm-hmm. and she's like, I'm going to, you know, I didn't get anything then I'm going to get what I can yeah. now and I'm saving up money while I'm living with this guy to get my own place. Yeah. And if that's what I have to do, that's what I have to do. I'm not saying that's right. But at the same time, like she's probably like, I can't believe you've been dating this guy for two yeah. years while he's been living with me, doing stuff with me. Like what's up with yeah, you? Right. <laughs> She might, she might tell the woman like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yes, you should leave him. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to date him, but you know, he's still hooked on me. So it's like, I'm not dating him and I'm going to tell you to do the same thing. Don't date him. Yeah. Maybe he'll mow your lawn, you know? Well, the the new one has to catch on to this, this sub, this sub, you know, part of his personality. I'm just saying everybody get their lawn mowed by this guy. (laughs) You know, he seems to be yeah. into it. Some people like that. They need to feel, or if he, it's not like a submissive yeah. thing, he needs to feel needed. Like, yeah, maybe she fulfills some, you know, some emotional need for him yeah. somehow, whatever it is. Maybe he sees her as like someone who needs to be taken care of. And maybe this, the, the new girlfriend is super independent. Yeah. Or maybe he's a patsy, who knows? But it just seems odd that the, the fact that he's finally, the woman is finally moving out and now she's like, am I crazy? Yeah, I guess when, she, you know, they're in, the, like she met him and, and started dating him and he's, you know, she, Two years. she learned about this relationship. You know, it's unfolding. It's not like on the first date they, you know, she realizes the dynamic of this. Um, you know, not like me. Like how, how long? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you saw, I mean, you were out once yeah. you saw it. That would be yeah. me. I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I was just like, but I was just, but I was not invested in this guy enough to, to like, I mean, I saw it right away because I went over to his place right away and I was like, oh, I see this. And so I'm like, oh, you know, but if I had gone out with him and got like, never went to his place and never met her mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe if I got invested somehow, if we had a great time going out and but do you think that that would give you grounds to do? And I think this woman has this option at this point too, to do an ultimatum. Well, maybe no, I mean, but like the thing is maybe I would have acted differently if I were a little more invested in the guy. So maybe they, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Would you have said, would you have been like, look, you either need to break it. Like you guys need to get your separate places or. Uh, maybe, you know maybe, I mean? maybe that would have happened. And just be like, it's either this woman or me. And if it's not me, then, you know, enjoy yourself. Yeah, but it's like, I don't like to fight like that. I don't like to be like, oh, another, oh, another care. woman is into you. Well, go to her then. I don't care. 
Yeah, I'd be like, enjoy. Let me help yeah. you. You know, I don't do that. I'm just like, go, go. I don't. Yeah, I don't go that yeah. way either. Huh? And I mean, that's a it's a weird situation. Yeah. I don't know. I think that um, for this, for this woman, woman, yeah, because she's put up with it for so yeah. long. Um, I think maybe she should suggest him at this point, say, Hey, look, you know, you need to cut ties. If you really, if it's just the money, look, why don't you, here's another business that you can, here's another account. If it's really that, but there, if there's something if more, it's money. if it's something, if it's, if you can't make money elsewhere and this is good for you, I mean, there's, he can, he can make money elsewhere. That's, he must have a yeah, job. He's got to make money elsewhere. There's, you know, but if he can't, if he says a no, 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 this is the only place where I can make money. It's like, no, then there's no, that then he, she has to yeah. say, okay, you have to examine your feelings for her and your relationship and what you're, why you're doing this. Cause we can't just like sweep it under the rug anymore. That's what I would do. Yeah. I mean, this is a tough one because now I'm trying to think back to when I was younger, but yeah, I I don't think I'd put up with anything. I always tell people I was the woman who in the middle of a date would be like, mm, I don't like what you said. <laughs> Salad was nice. See you right. later. <laughs> but yeah. definitely not taller. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. All right. All right, good. we're good. Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks.